Beers and Tears would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land from which we conduct this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waterways and sky of this beautiful place, and we pay our respects to Elders past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people present today, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today, I'm joined with Hector Morley. Hi. How are you today? Hey, yeah. Uh, hey, Vic. Good, thanks. Um, well, do you want to kind of start by talking a little bit about your journey with music when you began writing and singing and playing instruments and sort of turning that into this project? Yeah. Um, well, I've been playing piano since I was really little. Um, since I was like seven or eight um and then like I just kept doing it I didn't really enjoy it up until like I was in my teens uh when I started uh messing around by myself and like I learned um the pentatonic scale and like stuff like that um and um yeah I like uh pirated a version of uh, logic onto my computer and then um just started messing around with that um and then I was like making beats for a while just doing like kind of like sound cloudy kind of things and then um maybe uh a few years ago I just like started um I don't know why what the like cause was but like I wanted to put together a band and then um I put together the band like I just asked like my favorite musicians that I really want to play with um and then I realized that uh, I need to like write songs for a band, yeah, in order to like play. So, um, so yeah, I started doing that, and that's like uh, where we are today. Unreal. Is it the same band now that you originally had? Yeah, on? yeah. Sweet. And you've released a song relatively recently called "We're So Tight It Hurts." Do you want to just break down this song a little bit, how it came to be? It's pretty funky where, what your inspirations for the song were. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, how it came to be is kind of like, uh, well, it just started as kind of like a little idea, but, um, uh, I suppose, yeah, the lyrics are like about like, kind of like the, uh, tumultuousness of uh like the start of my current relationship and like like how we were just it was kind of very um I don't know I just felt very sorry about it and we're kind of over it but like uh yeah we're like kind of just it's all about like kind of working through that kind of stuff um it's, it's nothing nothing crazy to be honest but yeah and sonically um how did that sort of come to me yeah Yeah, it's like um uh i think i was i I spent like ages um when i was i had covid last year and i um just like really wanted to like get better at recording drums so i um 
basically did that. I was like just horribly like all stuffy and like all inflamed, like back of my mouth's all like going nuts. And I just spent ages like marking up the drum kit, trying to get it to sound good, like pissing off my um housemates and um yeah, like just trying to work it out generally. Um and um yeah, and like tuning drums as well. It's like super hard. Um but I'm trying to so I was trying to get my head around that. And so I like made like a kind of like just recorded some drums and then um I was just messing like just because they were there, I was messing around with the bass and um uh yeah, kind of came together. Cool. Yeah. What are you listening to at the moment? What are some artists that are on your radar? Some that you kind of um, enjoy making music similar to, and some that are just like super rogue. Yeah. Um, what am I listening to? I, I like, I went through just recently, I've like been obsessed with this song uh, called The Waters of March. Ooh. It's like a, like a bossa nova song, I think. Oh, no. I don't know, I don't know anything about that. And there's like a million different versions. So I've just been like, um, listening to all the different versions of it. Um, what else have I been listening to? I've been, I've been listening to the Cactus Channel recently. Um, I don't know if they're like, I think they're from Melbourne or Sydney. I don't know. And you released your EP, Music for Squares, last year. Um, what is Music for Squares? What what provoked the title? Oh, um, yeah, my uh, I used to like play, um, play piano a lot, like at my at my parents house um i had like a little upright and um in the same room we've got like my dad's got this massive cabinet of vinyls like his big vinyl head had left collecting them um and my my brother found this vinyl in there which was um uh uh music for swingers (laughs) and then he he, like put it he like got it and put it on my like my uh like music holder on my piano so i just spent a long time just staring at it while I was playing piano. And then um so I I think it just like seeped in there subconsciously. Yeah. And we you just had to have a little a little word switch up somewhere along. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I suppose like um yeah, I don't know where the squares came from. I don't know. I'd i i sometimes like the idea of um like not um not taking it too seriously. Yeah. Hopefully, but yeah. Listen to the music for Swingers record. Um, actually, I don't think we ever have. Oh <laughs> I'd be so interested like, to see what, yeah. what was on there. Yeah, me too. Who knows? It could be yeah. very Hector Morley esque, and maybe you do make music for Swingers, and you just didn't know it yet. Yeah, yeah. Subconscious, subconscious at work. Amazing. I guess it's like sonically. What would you say the exploration of that EP was for you. Um, what would you say, like, the biggest thing people are going to kind of take away from that EP would be? Um, I'm not really sure. I think um, the, like, biggest thing which I was, like, trying to play around with with that EP was um, I was kind of, like, obsessed with, um, cliche, like, cliches at the time. Like, I was just thinking about them heaps, like, um, thinking about, uh, like, how when you write a song you're just – like there's just a million kind of formulas and ways to do it because people have been writing songs for bloody ages and like 
you can just kind of like pick and choose what aspects of the song you want to like accept the cliche or if, if you want if you want to edit like change it in some way I don't know I was just I was kind of thinking a lot about that at the time for that EP um and then I suppose it's literally just like a kind of um like the, the the lyrical content is literally just um whatever was on my mind uh at the time so yeah cool how did you like balance the world of cliches and kind of the originality of what you were trying to make as well yeah well um yeah I don't know I, th- I think um like there's I don't reckon like there's much like I don't know I feel like I'm kind of like skeptical. Like I don't reckon. I don't reckon there's much originality in music, really. Like at the end of the day, but like, um, uh, I don't know. I feel like I was just trying to like pick and choose the right ones. Like, because like even if like even if you choose like a cliche from today and then pick and choose another cliche and put them together, like it's kind of you can kind of say something by like the. The, the the choices you make and what you put together, I feel. I don't know. Yeah, sweet. Going back to the EP, um, there's a song called Precious Dragonfly, which is probably mm. one of my favourites on the EP. Um, what was the creative process like behind this particular track? Yeah, that um, that track, um, so it started as... Um, uh i'm trying to remember i i like uh found the chord progression originally on the piano um and like with a lot of those songs on that ep i um uh how they came about is just from playing piano so um the way i play usually is uh i usually play the bass line with my left hand like I've got a really shit left hand, so I, I can't play piano properly. So I just play like the bass line with my left hand, and that's all that my left hand does. And then my right hand does chords. And um I try to use like these two fingers, the like um ring finger and pinky finger of my right hand to do the melody. So um so what happens is ends up happening is that um if I if I play something over and over again, um eventually I'll it'll I can like develop it into a, a bass line in my left hand, the chords with like the most of my right hand and then like the melody at the top. Mm-hmm. And then you can hear it in the song at the very end. There's the piano that goes dun 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 dun. dun. Um that's the kind of like how it started basically is playing that on the piano. Um and you can imagine how like annoyed uh because I was still living at home at the time with my parents, so like you can imagine how annoyed they'd get, like hearing it over and over again. Yeah, for sure. yeah, unreal. And do you have like a favorite track that you've put on that EP? Um, not really, to be honest. Um, I don't know. Uh, I like the chords in um, "Surprise," cool. and um, I like the lyrics in goodbye my dear sweet and going back to precious dragonfly 
um you created a little music video for that as well with just like a bunch of landscape shots and you also have a music video um that's out for the most recent track yeah what where does your vision come from when you decide to kind of create a music video um they're more DIY so what's your kind of yeah opinion on creating music videos in this current time where like music videos sometimes have really high budgets and sometimes can be DIY and you sometimes get the same results of them and they're kind of dying at the moment. So what's your, what's your opinion on the whole music video situation? Yeah. It's sad, isn't it? Like, um, like everyone's got a phone um, and none of the record labels have money and like, so yeah, it it kind of seems like it's dying to me too. I um, uh, but also it's it's quite I I really love it because like you can just film stuff with your phone, edit it together on your computer, and like that's a music video, you know. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I I love I love uh the idea that you can like, I don't know, I'd maybe maybe like I'm a bit of like a control freak, but like. I just really love um, doing it myself. Like I feel like it adds a lot of like the the shitty aspects that it like adds to it are kind of um, sometimes the best thing about it. Um, so yeah, um, how did uh, the precious dragonfly one was um, telephone towers? Uh, so all the shots are of telephone towers. Um, and that has like no nothing. <laughs> it's like very basic. I don't know. I was just looking at the like a tele like telephone towers, and um, like I've I just felt like no like you know you never notice them. Like when you're driving along the road, you never notice them. Like you just like kind of pass your eyes over them, but they're really weird looking things, you know. Um, and then for uh. Uh, the most recent one that was um i the, the idea originally was really different it was um it was like uh oh there's there's these old film cameras that um that have multiple lenses in them and when you snap a uh uh you get like certain kind of film for them and when you snap a photo it takes like five different photos all at once on the film right um and that it's all like slightly pointed in to the same focal point or maybe it's not, I don't know. Um, and then it's like uh, it's, well, something that people do is they um, take these photos and then like line them up in like a GIF. And so you'll see the person kind of like rotating or something like that, or you'll see the the scene kind of rotating a little bit or just, just, just enough to give you like the 3D kind of feeling from it. Um, and the idea was to like, create a video using that kind of technique um and so um yeah i uh thought a dancer would be good and um borrowed like eight different cameras um from friends and family um of varying qualities like a couple of them were really good cameras and a couple of them were like you could hardly make out a person in them um and then I like found it took it, it took me ages, but I found uh Teju, who's like a local breaker, and he's like really good. Um and that was really sick to see. So yeah, just like 
Um, he came down, filmed him with the eight cameras, and that was it. Cool. And yeah. I guess going back to um, the creation of the EP and, like, I guess what the EP means to you, what is something that you took from creating that EP um, that you want to incorporate and introduce and you have introduced into the new stuff that you're creating now and putting out now? Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I've thought about is that um, it kind of follows on from the from the cliche thing. Um it's kind of like uh, like moving beyond that, like kind of forgetting about it and like not hanging on to doing things that are strict, like that are strictly uh, paying attention to what to all the cliches and like whether they're original or not and things like that. Um, and kind of just making music that I like the sound of, um, which is kind of like really what it's about, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, other than that, there's like I don't see much progression uh thematically yeah is it it's just i feel like it's just another bookend like kind of like uh for how i'm what i'm thinking about and the kind of music i'm liking at the time Mm. is there anything that like you did in the creation of music for squares that you wouldn't want to incorporate into this new music and you're like happy to leave that behind in that era yeah, um, I feel like I could always come back to, like, stuff, yeah, to be honest. I want to get, like, more hi-fi just to see if I can do it. Um, that's, like, the only thing I'm thinking about, yeah. Yeah, sweet. And what is coming up for you for the rest of this year? You've released this single. Um, what are your kind of plans, goals coming into the second half of the year? Yeah, um Second half of the year, we've we've got uh, a gig. We've got like a couple gigs coming up in July, and one in August um, in Perth. Um, as for other stuff, I think we're um, uh, going to put out a EP by the end of the year. Um, I think it's slated for October release. Um, so yeah, a couple more singles are on their way. There's another single coming out, um, towards the end of next month. Um, and another one in August. Um, yeah, other than that, I think, um, yeah, just like trying to play piano more. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. And my final question is if someone who had never heard your music before stumbled across you on Spotify or Apple music or something like that and had to listen to three songs. What songs would you want them to listen to? Okay. Um, It's not that hard because I've only got like seven songs out. Um, So uh, the most recent one, um, uh, Maybe one from SoundCloud. That's actually a good one to put in there. Um, and um, uh, I'm going to say surprise. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Yeah, thanks, Vic. Thanks for having me on. No worries. No worries.